you may or may not know this about me, but I like puzzles. My family likes puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles are fine, but I'm talking more about like those puzzles that you get at the store that that's two pieces of twisted metal linked together and you have to get them apart. We traded some of those around for Christmas and got Rubik's Cubes and mind game puzzles. and We, we just really like puzzles. There's times, though, that somebody will hand you one of those and you're looking at these two pieces of twisted metal that are locked like this and there is no way that you can possibly get those apart. Have you seen that? And then you hand it to somebody else and they go, it's like that. I tried that. And they put it back together again and they hand it to you and you do it the same thing that they just did and it doesn't work. And they say, no, no, look, you have to line it up and then you twist it and they come apart. Okay, I'm, I'm believing you, not because I see it, I, I'm just because I'm seeing it here and you just showed me. But every time I do that, I line it up and it sticks. And, and so you believe because they're telling you that this does work and you've seen them do it, but still when you try it, you just, you look at it, you try it and it just seems like this can't work. This, I don't know how this is possible. And somehow that is how Romans is. In Romans, Paul is writing to the church at Rome and he is writing to them about the grace of God and he's basically just saying the same thing over and over and over again. It is by grace alone. It is through faith by grace alone. It's through faith by grace alone. And he just says it over and over again and you go, yes, I know, Paul, I know, I know. And then he says something else and you go, wait a second, that can't be right. That can't be right. And he backs it up and he shows it to you. Look, you line it up, you twist, and you take it apart, and there it is. And that's kind of what happened to us last week, isn't it? We got to Romans 8, chapter 1, and I read these words. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. And we're reading along and we have believed, you know, oh yeah, Jesus died for our sins and so we are justified by faith alone. It is nothing that we could do. There is no work that we could do to justify ourselves. We are forgiven by grace alone. There is no work that we can do that we might be forgiven of our sin. We understand these things. There is therefore now no condemnation. Time out! What do you mean there's no condemnation? How can that be true? And he backs it up and he shows us again that yes, in fact, this is true. It's by faith alone, through God's grace alone. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And some of us are going, you mean there isn't much condemnation? There's not much condemnation left. There's just only a little condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. No, there is therefore now no condemnation. Because, verse 2. Well, let's just read all of Romans 8, 1 through 8. 
There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, there's a lot there, so I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to take two weeks to cover this. Okay? We're we're just going to focus right now on verses 1 through 4, because I think that's going to be plenty. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. This is verse 2. So there is therefore now... And we talked about when is now. Now is for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, now is now. For those of us who are not in Christ Jesus, now is not yet. Okay? I hope that was clear. But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, there is now no condemnation. Because, verse 2, the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And you start looking at this and you go, okay, hang on. I know the law. I understand what that means. We've been talking about the law for a long time. The the law, God's instruction to his people, this is how you are to live. We've talked a lot about the law in Romans. There's been lots and lots about the the law. But um, now we have two laws, and neither of them seem to be the law that we're talking about. For the law of the spirit of life, what is that? Who's ever heard of the law of the spirit of life? has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. What, what are we talking about? Why, do we sudden, why does Paul suddenly introduce these two laws when I thought that we just had the one law that we were talking about? And so as I was looking at this and, and reading about this and, and saying this, I went, that doesn't... I, what is the law of the Spirit of life? And then I started to see, hang on, I don't, I don't think that this is two different laws, actually. I don't think that we're talking about the law of the spirit of life as though the name of one law is the spirit of life law, and the other law is the sin of, uh, the, the, the law of sin and death law. Those aren't two different laws, but rather two different ways that we relate to the same law. So we have the law with regard to the spirit of life versus the law with regard to uh, sin and death or the law by way of the spirit of life versus the law by way of sin and death. So we have this one law for the law of the spirit of life. As you are in the spirit of life, You have been set free in Christ Jesus from the law as it pertains to sin and death. 
Right? The way that we have all related to the law up until this point, up until the now when we are in Christ Jesus, the way that we have related to that law is by sin and death. We all recognize that. That you have this law and we don't keep it, which means we have sin and the result of sin is death. That's the way that you, you have related to it up until this point. In fact, in uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 20, it says, By the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. And so what I'm saying is that as we get into chapter 8, he's saying the exact same things as he was saying in Romans chapter 3. And we read that and we thought it was beautiful and we thought it was wonderful, amazing. How could this possibly be true? But we read it, we went through it. and Yes, in fact, that is how it works. We cannot possibly have righteousness. The law is set up in such a way that we cannot do it. We can't live it out. In fact, when you go back and you read through the law, most of the law is spent telling you how you can purify yourself once you've failed to keep the law. That tells you something. It tells you that the expectation is, here's how you're supposed to behave, you're going to fail. I really dislike being set up like that. (laughs) Here you go, Travis. When you fail, this is what you should do. What if I don't fail? You will. The first time I went um, wakeboarding, I got behind a boat. I had been water skiing before. And this guy uh, who builds wakeboard towers, I was working with him at the time. He said, oh, let me take you out. You're helping build these wakeboard towers, but you've never been wakeboarding. That's not okay. Let's, let's go out and you need to, to get up behind a, a boat. I said, okay. And so I got there. He tossed me the rope. We put on the wakeboard. I'm sitting there in the water. And he's like, okay, here's how you get up. It's like, okay, what do I do once I get up? He's like, we'll worry about that later. But I want to worry about that right now. What if I get up? You won't. (laughs) Sure enough, after several face plants, then I got up. Then he explained to me the next step. That's kind of how the law is, though. You're set up and it, it explains to you when you mess up, here's what you're going to have to do to purify yourself, to cleanse yourself afterwards. And so he says, because of that, because that's how the law was set up, then in, in Romans chapter 3, now the righteousness of God is revealed as being through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Because all, verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are now justified by His grace as a gift 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And that's beautiful. And we go, yeah, I am justified by faith alone, in Christ alone, and by grace alone. That, that's, I will hang on to that. Yep, justified, forgiven. But then somehow we get into Romans chapter 8 and go, there's therefore now no condemnation. We go, hang on. There, there should be condemnation though. Forgiveness, great. But shouldn't there still be condemnation? I mean, if I'm, if I'm doing stuff that's wrong, that's, that doesn't seem like it should be okay. I'm in Christ Jesus, but I'm still doing things that are wrong. We talked about that last week, right? That struggle, the tension. In fact, at the end of chapter 7, he's talking about that tension. I don't do the stuff that I wish that I did. But therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it is because, verse 2, the law with regard to the spirit of life has set us free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. You cannot be condemned anymore because you are in the spirit of life. You relate as being in Christ Jesus, you relate to the law through the Spirit and not through the flesh anymore. If you related to the law still through the flesh, you would definitely have sin and condemnation. Death. But there's no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. Because you've been set free from that. How can that be? How can that be? For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done. For God has done it. Verse 3. For God has done it. Yes! What did He do? What the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Okay? So what did He do? By sending His Son, that's how He did it, by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. That's how He did it. Because the, the law couldn't do it. The law was weakened by the flesh, so the law couldn't do it. So God had to do it. God did it by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. What did He do? We, we just keep waiting. I, this, as I was reading through this, it's a little bit driving me crazy. Because he keeps giving you this, God did it. Okay, but what did he do? He condemned sin in the flesh. God condemned sin in the flesh. That's what he did. So when we look back and go, okay, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Because God has done what? condemned sin in the flesh. So why is there no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus? Because God has already condemned sin in the flesh. It's too late. You can't be condemned now. The condemnation has already fallen on Jesus. The law could not do this. The law could not do that. The law was weak. 
Why was the law weak? Because of our flesh. The law was weak because of our flesh. We, we couldn't be justified. We couldn't get away with this stuff because we couldn't keep the law. That was the whole problem. The whole struggle was our flesh weakened the law so that it could not handle it. Sin couldn't be taken care of just with the law and our flesh. We've been talking about that for months as we've been going through Romans. The law cannot do it because it's been weakened by the flesh. Think, think of it this way. Let, let's say that you wanted to go from here to Seattle. Right? And so uh, you just got out on, the, on I-5 and started running to Seattle. Yeah, somebody go, on I-5? Yeah, if you want to get to Seattle, the most direct route is you just get on I-5 and you go north to Seattle. So, so run. You're going, I, I can't. I, I can't keep up with traffic. I can't obey the traffic law. I can't, I can't, well, train. I mean, come on, really. Just get into better shape. No, Travis, I, I can't. Even if I were to train a lot, I could not run on I-5 all the way up to Seattle. Try harder. Travis, there is no way that I can run on I-5 all the way up to Seattle. I could train. I could have Nikes. I could try really hard. I could eat power bars and drink Gatorade, and I still could not run from here to Seattle on I-5. Guess what? You cannot have no condemnation. You cannot have righteousness in your flesh. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much training you do, no matter how much support or encouragement you have, you cannot do it. Your flesh is too weak. If you want to go to Seattle, up I-5, get in a car. You just get in a car and you drive up I-5 to Seattle. And in a few hours... You're going to be there. If you want to get to righteousness, if you want to get to no condemnation, you just get in Christ Jesus, there you go. There you go. Because the law cannot do it. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. So how could God do it? Right? We, we can't do it. We can't get there. Our flesh is too weak. So how did God do it? 
Well, he did it by sending his son. Have you ever stopped to consider that conversation? God the Father and God the Son. You know, we created the world in perfect, perfect conditions. And we put people in there and it was wonderful. I know. It really was. It was good. I thought so too. And then there's been all this sin and all these problems. Yeah. And we gave them the law. We did. That was a good idea. But they can't keep it. No. Son, you're going to have to go down there. I know. You're going to have to do it. Yeah, it's the only way. And so God sends his son. How is he going to do this? He is going to take on sinful flesh. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. In the likeness of sinful flesh. This doesn't mean he looked kind of like. Right? That's not what this means. He looked kind of like people do. No. He came as a person. But you can't say he came as sinful flesh because he didn't have sin. Otherwise... Just like us. He came as flesh, but like the sinful flesh. Like the sinful flesh, except just without the sin part. So God sends his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. Philippians 2 puts it this way. In, in verses 5 through 8. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. God the Son has been eternally with God the Father. Forever with God the Father. And yet, humbled Himself and said, Yep, I have to go. I have to go and I have to become a man. Just like them. Because they can't do it. They are not going to be able. Again, in John chapter 3, verse 16, verses that you are probably very familiar with. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. 
Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Jesus was sent into the world so that we might be forgiven. And those who stand outside of Christ and do not believe in Jesus stand already condemned. The condemnation is on them. The condemnation is just. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who believe that Jesus came and took their place, then all of the condemnation that should fall on you instead falls on Christ. He's already been condemned. The sin has already been condemned in the flesh, in Jesus' flesh. Your sin condemned in Jesus' flesh. So that when we find ourselves going, okay, I'm forgiven. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we go, hang on, that's not right. Because when I do something wrong, there should be condemnation on that. There is. It just doesn't land on you. You're Teflon. It's already landed on Christ. That's amazing. That's just flat out amazing. Because I find myself still struggling with sin. I've been walking with Christ for a long time. I don't expect to struggle with sin anymore. And yet, there it is. How come that temptation just came around again? How come I just caved in that moment of weakness? How come I just said those things? How come I didn't glorify God there? Why is it that I'm not bringing proper glory and praise to God? I'm not not attributing the right things to Him. Why don't I do that? Why do I take credit for stuff that I should give glory to God for? Why do I find myself still doing the things that I don't want to do? And yet there it is, and so I then go, okay, well... I deserve to be condemned for that. That's true. You do deserve to be condemned for that. You just don't get any condemnation. Because there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How can that be? It is because sin has already been condemned by God in the flesh of Jesus Christ. I know it sounds like I'm just saying this over and over again, and we've been through Romans, and we've been saying these things over and over again, but I find that if you are like me, you just have to say these things over and over again to yourself and read them over and over again because it still doesn't make sense. Look, Travis, you just line it up and you twist. Line it up. Twist. No condemnation. 
And I find myself looking at this puzzle in Romans going, no condemnation? None? No condemnation at all. No. As it regards to our relationship to God, there is no condemnation because that condemnation has fallen on Christ instead of on us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 3. Starting in verse 19, it says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before Him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And He knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do what pleases Him. And this is His commandment. That we believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God and God in Him. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. We believe in Jesus. We receive the Holy Spirit. And now we relate to the law in a completely different way. There is therefore now no condemnation for us because we are living in the Spirit that indwells us. It's a completely different way of life. You see, we used to be over here living according to the law in sin and flesh that resulted in our death and condemnation, and we hated it. And now we have been transferred way over here, and we now relate to the law through the Spirit of life, because we are in Christ Jesus. And it is completely different over here. There is no condemnation over here. Now that... I could have done it the other way, just in case some of you are sitting over here and looking sideways at the people sitting over there. But for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Because He came in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He was the sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins. All of the condemnation landed on Him. He paid the penalty. We are free. We are free. In order that, verse 4, the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Remember how we could not keep the law? Our flesh was too weak. We would result in sin and death, death every single time. But now the righteous requirements of the law have been fulfilled in Christ. So they've been fulfilled in us when we are in Christ. The righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. We relate to it in a completely different way. Think about it this way. If you were in a class and you had a a teacher, that teacher is helping instruct you and you are learning from that teacher and everything is great, but also there's these grades and the teacher is grading you based on your performance. So you're learning from the teacher, but you're also being graded based on the performance. 
and you're not passing the class. Once the class is over, now you can just relate to that teacher and learn from the teacher, but you don't have to perform anymore. Because as it turns out, you were in this group and Jesus, he did all the requirements for you. You passed that class. You said, wait, wait a second, but I didn't pass the class. Right, you were just partnered up with Jesus and he's brilliant. So you're learning in the class and Jesus passed it for you. Now you relate to the teacher in a different way. Completely new way. Now you're just learning from the teacher, but you don't have to pass the class. There's no condemnation for you because the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us who now walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There are these two totally different ways of being. There is the way that was before when we were walking in the flesh and we were trying really, really hard or else just giving up. And then there is the walking in the Spirit. And the one results in forgiveness and righteousness and no condemnation and the other, all the opposites of those. Next week, we're going to spend a lot more time talking about these two different ways of living. Living in the flesh and living in the Spirit. But for today, I just wanted to cover this part, that there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. Now, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Thanks. Because you relate to God through the law, not by way of the flesh, but by way of the Spirit. Which means that now, because we are in Christ Jesus, we, rate, re, we relate to life in a new way too. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. It's how we relate to life through the Spirit, having been forgiven and, having now, and now being in Christ. We, re, we relate to life according to the Spirit rather than the flesh. Okay? But let's praise God together. Let's meditate on that this week. That for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Because I think that it's going to take all week. I took all week last week. We talked about this last week. It's going to take all week again this week for us to really get this. That there is no condemnation. Because every time we keep walking and we keep falling into sin or we keep doing these things that we recognize are wrong, there's this condemnation that comes down on us. It's, we just find ourselves condemning ourselves and, and feeling like there ought to be this condemnation. And there is condemnation for those things. It just doesn't fall on us. It falls on Jesus. Let's praise him for that together. Our Father, as we come to you this morning, we recognize that uh, we don't deserve to be free from condemnation. Every time we look at it, we think that our efforts have not resulted in a state of non-condemnation. And yet we find ourselves in that very place where we are not condemned. 
Lord, would you help us to free our minds from feeling like thinking that we must perform in order to not be condemned, in order to be righteous, in order to be forgiven? Would you free us from that so we might experience the freedom from the law as regards to sin and death because we are now relating to the law by the Spirit? Father, I pray for freedom for the people in this church today. That you would set their minds free, that you would set their hearts free, that they would feel clean and refreshed because the condemnation that they deserve has fallen on Christ. Lord, I pray that that truth would be felt in mind and heart this morning. That we might say, I believe in Jesus. And because of that, I have been set free. Lord, because of that, we worship you now. We give you praise and glory and honor because you have set us free. In Jesus, amen.